In today's show, Bitcoin falls below $18,000 after the Federal Reserve announces a 50 BPS rate hike. I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis. Also in today's show, pro XRP lawyer forecast the end of the Ripple lawsuit as rumors of settlement swirl. That's right. Attorney and XRP supporter John Deaton is now outlining when he thinks the U.S. SEC lawsuit against Ripple will arrive at its long-awaited conclusion. Also in today's show, Senator Warren leads new crypto crackdown, quoting her here, rogue nations, oligarchs, and drug lords are using crypto to launder billions, evade sanctions, and finance terrorism, my bipartisan bill puts common sense rules in place to help close crypto money laundering loopholes and protect our national security. Also in today's show, Bitcoin to explode fast after o- overcoming major resistance, says popular crypto analyst Mikhail Benepop. In fact, he says the king crypto is on the verge of surpassing and soaring to $30,000 and beyond as high as $45,000. Also in today's show, FTX Bahamas co-CEO Ryan Salam blew the whistle on FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried. He is the reason he is arrested right now. That's right. Court filings show that Ryan tipped off the Bahamian security regulator, telling them that FTX was sending customer funds to Alameda Research. Also in today's show, there was the FTX hearing where Kevin O'Leary reveals phone conversation with Sam Bankman-Fried after his accounts were wiped. That's right. In my response to him uh, sharing this testimony, I put, clearly, he has his own agenda, which I would define as a money-hungry what? To put it politely, he went from anti-Bitcoin to pro-ish coins after $15 million FTX brand ambassador deal, which SBF stole back from him. Also, he is a tool for the establishment to help usher in unethical regulation. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome everyone tuning in to today's live stream of Crypto News Alerts pod episode number 1134. Today is December 15th, 2022. And checking out the overall market, we can see Bitcoin and all the major cryptos are currently correcting in in the red after the Fed rate hike. Unfortunately, we got Bitcoin now down 4% for the day, trading just above 17,300. We have Ether down 5% trading just above $1,200, while Binance Coin, XRP, and all the major cryptos are correcting. And checking out coinmarketcap.com. Let's get a refresh for the latest stats. You can see the market cap sitting at $875 billion with $44 billion in volume in the past 24 hours, with the current Bitcoin dominance back on the decline at 38.2%, with the Ether dominance at 17.7%. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past 24 hours, we have XDC Network leading the pack of four and a half percent trading just above 2.4 cents followed by Chili's up three percent trading above 14 cents followed by Satoshi Vision up three percent trading at 47 dollars and 22 cents and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week we have ton leading the pack up 30 percent xdc up 16 percent and we also have lido dow up 12.2 percent as most of the major cryptos and alts are unfortunately correcting and checking out the crypto greed and fear index you can see we're currently rated a 31 in fear yesterday was a 30 last week a 25 and last month a 22 in extreme fear and isn't it wild we have been stuck in fear in extreme 
fear for the bulk of this year for 2022? Do you think 2023 is likely to get any better for the crypto market? Or do you feel we'll just continue to be in this bearish winter into the halving in 2024? Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below, which leads us to our next story of the day. Let's break down some Bitcoin technical analysis and see what's happening. Bitcoin saw more volatility on Wednesday following a federal open markets committee meeting during which the U.S. Central Bank agreed to raise its benchmark interest rate by a half a percent. The announcement, which aligned with market expectations, signals the Fed's first movement this year to slow the hawkish momentum of monetary policy. That's right. As the Federal Reserve unveiled its decision at 2 p.m. yesterday, Bitcoin immediately fell from 18300 to 17850 within five minutes. The asset reversed course shortly after, trading at 17900 And as you can see, we're currently trading at $17,300. You can see this massive drop. In the Bitcoin price action, and according to data from CoinGlass, uh, the crypto market move contributed to 44 million in liquidations in the past 24 hours, most of which came from Bitcoin trades. The largest single liquidation was for an ETH slash BUSD trade on Binance for $1.04 million. And going into the meeting, the market priced in a roughly 80% chance of a 50 basis point rise with a 20% likelihood of a fifth 75 point rise, which is according to the CME's FedWatch tool. And with the prior ringing true, the central bank's target rate lies between four and a quarter and four and a half percent. The Fed has raised rates throughout 2022 in an effort to combat record high CPI inflation. That's right. They're combating inflation by printing more money, creating more inflation. Can't make this stuff up, folks. With November's inflation numbers showing signs that their efforts are working, market participants expect the hikes to slow heading into 2023. And numerous other central banks appear to be reeling in rates as well. We have the Bank of Canada announcing a 50 basis point hike back in October. And with the Bank of England following suit, in September, the UN has pressured the Federal Reserve to reverse course on its interest rate boost for months, citing risk of potential global recession. And indeed, many crypto industry companies have already been forced to enact mass layoffs this year, often in response to the macro economic concerns. So there you have it. Let me know if you're a short term bullish or bearish on the king crypto and where do you feel we're likely to end for this month of December wrapping up this year? Do you think Bitcoin is likely to be trading higher or lower than where we're currently at? Currently trading at 17,400. Let me know in the comments right down below. And now let's discuss. There was a rumor circulating all across crypto Twitter from the Cardano CEO, Charles Hoskinson, saying that on the 15th of December, which is literally today, there can be a ruling for the verdict for the Ripple Labs versus SEC case. Obviously, that was just a rumor or that would have probably been priced in earlier on in the week as nothing has been cemented as of yet. But let's break down the latest of what's going on with this lawsuit. Attorney and XRP supporter John Deaton is now outlining when he thinks the US SEC lawsuit against Ripple will arrive at its long-awaited conclusion. This has been ongoing for the past two years. On a new episode of Real Vision Crypto, Deaton was asked whether he sees the summary judgment for the case to happen by March 31st. Here's his reply. I don't see it happening before March 31st, but it is possible because the judge is very aware. She granted us 
amici status. She knows that there are tens of thousands of hodlers and there have been 17 amicus briefs filed in this case. So it is very possible, but you have millions of pages of documents that have been filed. She is going to go through it. I would say the end of March is the earliest. I fear it can go into April or early May for a decision as well. So there you have it directly from John Deaton. Deaton has played an active role in the ongoing lawsuit, filing an amicus brief on behalf of XRP supporters in opposition to the regulator's motion for a summary judgment. The SEC sued Ripple back in late 2020, two years ago, for allegedly selling XRP as an unregistered security back in the early days. And Cardano founder Charles Hoskinson recently said he has heard rumors that the case will be settled by today, which seemed to be untrue. So now you know. And to watch this video that John Deaton did with Real Vision Crypto. Check the show notes below the video in the description. And what are your thoughts surrounding this ongoing lawsuit with Ripple Labs versus SEC? Who do you think will win? Do you feel that XRP is likely to be deemed a security or a commodity or potentially something different, such as a bridge currency by the SEC and regulators? Let me know your honest thoughts. And do you feel once the lawsuit is finally over, this will provide some level of clarity for crypto investors in the space, which could be a bullish thing? Or do you think regulators are likely to use this to attack other major cryptos, maybe such as Ethereum or Cardano Next, which Charles Hoskinson is scared about, which he has been uh, talking about. But anyways, let's now dive into our next story of the day. Uh, Yes, Senator Warren uh, released uh, some regulation uh, proposals, which are very ill intended, I would say, to say the least. So let's discuss this because this is absolutely insanity. Senator Elizabeth Warren is leading a new regulatory campaign for crypto. As she says, entities are using the technology to fund illicit activities, including terrorism. Talk about FUD. The Massachusetts Democrat recently unveiled a bipartisan bill she says aims to clamp down on crypto money laundering and other illegal schemes. Quoting her here, rogue nations, oligarchs, and drug lords are using crypto to launder billions, evade sanctions, and finance terrorism. She must have confused Bitcoin with USD. Just saying. She continues, my bipartisan bill puts common sense rules in place to help close crypto money laundering loopholes and protect our national security. Now, the bill, which calls upon the U.S. Treasury Department, Financial Crimes Enforcement Network to issue guidelines for the digital asset industry aims to establish regulations that aim to make it difficult for bad actors to use crypto assets as tools for crime. Well, you should have made it more difficult for Sam Bankman-Fried. Guess what? FTX was regulated. That didn't stop his money laundering scheme whatsoever. Now, one of the rules proposed by Warren includes forcing American citizens who partake in crypto transactions larger than $10,000 outside of the U.S. to report them to the relevant authorities. Quoting her again here, not later. Later than 120 days after the date of enactment of this act, the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network shall promulgate a rule that requires U.S. persons engaged in a transaction with a value greater than $10,000 in digital assets through one or more accounts outside of the U.S. to file a report. And the bill further asks FinCEN to classify unhosted crypto wallets, crypto miners, and node validators as money service businesses subject to regulations. As shared here, the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network shall promulgate a rule classifying custodial and unhosted wallet providers, crypto miners, validators, or other 
nodes who may act to validate or secure third-party transactions, independent network participants, including maximal extracted value searchers and other validators with control over network protocols as money, service, businesses. So what are your thoughts surrounding this proposed bill by Senator Warren? I disagree with her. Obviously, this is nothing but absolute FUD and an attack on Bitcoin, who I agree with in um, higher places, is Cynthia Lummis. She is a senator in which I trust. I do not trust this senator whatsoever. Warren is pure evil and no different than Bankman Freed, if you're to ask me, which is a scamster. So don't fall for it, folks. Stand strong. And with that being shared, now I have some bullish price predictions for the King Crypto coming from one of my favorite analysts, Mikhail Vende Pop. Uh, let's break this one down, shall we? Popular crypto analyst is predicting Bitcoin will break through a major resistance and go on an explosive rally in a new video strategy session. Van Day Pop tells his 164,000 subs that Bitcoin's on the verge of soaring beyond $30,000. Send it. Let's freaking go. He says Bitcoin is likely to dip back into the 17.5 and 17.7 range after trading hands in the low 18,000s, which lo and behold, we're already back in that range. And from there, he says Bitcoin is likely to soar, breaking through a key resistance at 18,300. And continuing quickly upwards, as he shares here, we get a smackdown towards 17.5 to 17.7. That's the range where you want to start buying. And then we can see continuation. The moment we crack the crucial resistance, which is the area at 18,300, we are back into this range. And most likely, we start overshooting quite fast. So then I am definitely looking at $21,000 continuation here, potentially even higher, which he outlines in this chart. And he says the King Crypto may climb towards $45,000 as market conditions are shaping up to look like they did in 2019 when the King Crypto went on a bull rally. Quoting him again here, we are getting into a stage that we most likely are going to get continuation on the risk on assets. We get the bear market relief rally. We get a stage like we have been seeing in 2019. And that's why you can start building your portfolio and start accumulating even more. So if we get such a rally, let's say towards 35 dollars $45,000. I think it'll be overshooting $30,000. That is actually going to give you an incredible opportunity. So there you have it. And to watch this video analysis he did, check the show notes below the video in the description. And let me know if you agree or disagree with the crypto analyst that Bitcoin is likely to become bullish here shortly in 2023 versus a sustained crypto winner for the bulk of the year. And with that being shared, now let's dive into our next story of the day. And this is actually one of the biggest breaking stories I have to share with you because guess who dropped the bomb on FTX and Bankman Freed? It was one of their own employees. That's right. It wasn't BitBoy. It was FTX Bahamas co-CEO, Ryan Salam. I don't know if it's Salam or Salami. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but he blew the whistle on FTX and scammed Bankman Freed. That's right. The high-ranking executive at FTX Bahamian entity tipped off the local regulators and of their potential fraud perpetrated by the crypto exchange just two days before the exchange was forced to close. According to their court records filed December 14th, Ryan Salam, the former Co-CEO of FTX Digital Markets told the Securities Commission of the Bahamas on uh, November 9th that FTX was sending customer funds to its sister trading firm, Alameda Research. Salam said the funds were to cover financial losses of Alameda and the transfer was not allowed or consented 
by their clients. Absolutely. If you read their terms and conditions, it was very clear. They do not supposed to steal your funds. He also says that Scam Bankman Freed and only three people had access required to transfer clients to Alameda. And that was the former FTX CEO, Scam Bankman Freed, the FTX co-founder, Gary Wang, and FTX engineer, Nashad. Sing. Now the allegations spurred after executive order from Christina Role to contact the commissioner of the Royal Bahamas Police Force to request the investigation as the information may constitute misappropriation, theft, fraud, or some other crimes. Many other crimes, right? All in one. The next day on November 10th, Scam Bank Minfried froze those assets, suspended its registration in the country, and the Bahamian Support Court appointed a provisional liquidator attempting to preserve the company's assets. And my apologies, it wasn't Scam Bankman Freed, but it was the SCB. And the records reveal the first known instance of an executive from FTX or Alameda assisting with the authorities. Salam is believed to be in Washington, D.C., according to the filings, and has not spoken publicly since the collapse of the exchange. In his last public tweet, which was November 7th, he replied LOL to Binance co-founder Yi Hei after Hei explained the reason that the exchange sold his FTX FTT holdings, which he obviously probably knew was inaccurate. Now, another former executive from the FTX affiliated company is also thought to have been assisting authorities in recent weeks. December 4th, speculation abounded after pictures purported to show Alameda CEO, the one and only Caroline Ellison, the queen of crypto, in a New York coffee shop a short walk away from the U.S. Attorney's Office, leading some to believe she may be cutting a deal with the authorities in the wake of the FTX collapse. That's right. You got rats ratting on each other. Bankman Freed is the only person from FTX and Alameda to have been charged thus far, adding credence to the speculation that executives from both firms are assisting authorities. We'll also keep in mind that Bankman Freed threw all of his employees and all of his executives under the bus, so it's only natural they throw him under the bus. He faces charges related to money laundering and political campaign finance violations. In fact, eight charges I broke down in a previous episode, along with wire fraud and securities fraud. Bankman Freed, Wang Sing, and Ellison are reported to have operated a group chat on the encrypted messaging app Signal called Wire Fraud, used to send secret information about FTX and Alameda's operations. And of course, Bankman Freed denied any knowledge or involvement in that group. How convenient, but how crazy is that? They literally had a secret chat. Bankman Freed and these other higher ups to discuss and it was titled wire fraud so i think if he was to drop a hip-hop album bankman fried and ellison it should be called wire fraud just saying so do you think bankman fried is likely to escape this treachery as he's already been arrested in fox hill which is in the bahamas considered one of the worst prisons in the world um Let me know your thoughts, how you feel this is likely to roll out, and naturally, I'll be keeping you posted. But that takes us to our next story of the day. Kevin O'Leary decided to testify, which really sparked my curiosity, like what in the world is he getting involved in? But makes you really wonder. So check this out. Shark Tank, so-called superstar, has revealed a phone call conversation he had with former FTX CEO after the crypto exchange lost its customer funds. Speaking under oath in front of the U.S. House of Representatives Financial Service Committee, the former FTX spokesperson, that's right, he was a former spokesperson. Here's how that went down. He received $15 million to be a brand ambassador for FTX. And guess what happened? SBF literally stole approximately $10 million out of that $15 million from him when the exchange collapsed. And this sent 
uh, O'Leary furious, and that's why he had this conversation with uh, Bankman Freed. So I just wanted to give you a little backstory uh, there so you know. But yeah, here's what O'Leary had to say. After my accounts were stripped of all of their assets and all of the accounting and trade information, I couldn't get answers from any of the executives in the firm. So I simply called Sam Bankman Freed and said, where's the money, Sam? He said he has been or he says he has refused access to the servers and he no longer knew. I said, okay, let's take a step back. This is a simple case in my mind of where did the money go? I said, Sam, walk me back 24 months. Tell me the use of proceeds of the assets of your company. Where did you spend it? And according to the venture capitalist, Bankman Freed disclosed to him that Binance had purchased a 20% stake in FTX in the past, and he repurchased those shares from Binance for a price between 2 and $3 billion. Quoting him here, I didn't know this at the time, but at some point, CZ, who runs Binance, purchased 20% ownership in Sam Bankman Freed's firm for seed stock. And then over time, then I asked him, what would compel you to spend $2 billion? And later in a subsequent conversation, about 24 hours later, he told me it could have been as much as $3 billion to buy back the shares from CZ. I asked him, what would compel you to do that? Why would you keep your assets on your balance sheet? Or why wouldn't you keep your assets on your balance sheet? And why would you offer this just to one shareholder? And according to O'Leary, Bankman Freed said that CZ wouldn't give the necessary regulatory data from the relevant jurisdictions to FTX, forcing the firm to buy out Binance, leading to a huge hit. And its balance sheet, quoting him again here, apparently, according to Bankman Freed, CZ would not comply with the regulator's request in these different jurisdictions to provide the data that would clear them for a license. He withheld it. The only option the management and Sam Bankman Freed had was to buy him out at an extraordinary valuation that stripped the balance sheet of assets. Now, from O'Leary's perspective, the collapse of FTX was largely triggered by the actions of Binance in a potential act of industrial competition, quoting him here, in my view, my personal opinion, these two behemoths that own the unregulated market together and grew these incredible businesses in terms of growth were at war with each other and one put the other out of business intentionally. Now, maybe there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe there's nothing wrong with the love and war, but Binance is a massive, unregulated, global monopoly. Now, they put FTX out of business. So there you have it. You have O'Leary throwing CZ and Binance under the bus trying to tell the regulators that, yo, it wasn't Bankman Freed's fault. It was Binance's fault. Can you believe that? Insane, right? So I actually had a tweet regarding Kevin O'Leary once I saw this testimony and I actually want to read it to you because here's my thoughts surrounding all of this. Clearly, Kevin O'Leary has his own agenda, which I would define as a money-hungry what? To put it politely, he went from anti-Bitcoin, facts. He was going on an anti-Bitcoin and anti-crypto campaign all across the media. This is before around the year of 2017. And then he becomes pro-ish coins after FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried give him a $15 million deal to become a brand ambassador in which SPF ends up stealing back from him. He is also a tool for the establishment to help usher in unethical regulation. I mean, just like I pointed out, he's pointing the finger instead of at Sam, he's protecting his criminal colleague or constituent and instead pointing the finger at CZ because he is working with the regulators. He wants unethical regulation, right? They want to attack Binance. Regulators are obviously going to be going after Binance next as they have this global monopoly, as Kevin O'Leary points out. 
It is what it is. So I don't trust this dude as far as I can throw him. But what are your thoughts and what do you feel his motivation is to be testifying against uh, FTX in this debacle and throwing CZ and Binance under the bus? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.